Welcome to the Wayne Shuffle, the Inverness Caledonian Thistle Lockdown Fan Podcast, the podcast that is asking, is it worth it? The isolation, the frozen food, the quiet Saturday afternoons where you can hear a pin drop, and we would say yes, yes, despite it all, it is still worth watching football down the long run. Uh, we were going to do a Twitter poll uh, and ask about the lockdown opinions of all you ICT fans, but we couldn't be bothered. Anyway, really, what's, what's a poll worth? Midfielder, Inverness. Inverness, what the hell? How you doing? No water cell for shitty weather, drugs and pissness. Inverness is a fucking business. What did Tarzan see when he found a screwdriver? There's it. Right, that was the long and tenuous way about uh, introducing today's guest. Uh, joining me for another lockdown special. There's a man who's still stuck in his flat with his lodger, so he isn't doing so well, Andrew Sutherland. Hello. How you doing? Uh, a man who's having his first beat of the day every day at 11am, so he's doing very well, Stephen Riley. Ah, how's it going? Rough as. Uh, and a man who's basically now Mr. Motherwell, Liam Polworth. How you doing, Liam? No, I'm good, mate. I'm good. Yeah. Good, good. Aye, thanks for coming on, mate. How's your lockdown going? Ah, probably the same as everyone else, you know, getting a bit fed up with it now, like, but... There's not miss, a lot you can do. Yeah, you're missing Inverness. You see much of the family on video chats and anything. Ah, that's about it. Like just just on video, but obviously haven't haven't been up in a long time now. Uh, have you been away, Liam? When when when's, when's the message due? Ah, yeah, end of this month, like so. New contract to Motherwell there. Get some more wages for the babies, eh? What about any of the boys you played with at, at college? You keep in touch with them at all? Anyone specific? Yeah, I've, from last season anyway, I heard from, I've spoke to Rooney, I spoke to Welshie, I speak to him a couple of, every now and then, you know, just to find out how he's getting on and that, and obviously just to keep an idea of what's going on up there, you know, I like to I like to keep an eye out to see what, see how they're doing, you know, I check every week to see, see the score and obviously I'm delighted when they win. Yeah, on, how, you've been down in, uh, playing in Motherwell a bit now, is it Glasgow you're living in? No, I live just outside uh, Motherwell, just almost um, on the M8. Aye. Um, nothing wrong with South Lanarkshire, mate. He's got brave massive here, mate. Welcome to town. So do you, do, you have to, uh, do you have to put on a pretend wheezy accent like some people who moved down there? I'm not naming any names. Uh, are you sticking with the Indonesian? <laughs> no, I'll stick with what I've got. Good one. Right, let's get cracking. you got no solo rubber bumpers. Looks like you're the main man at Motherwell now, from our perspective. Anyway, how are you enjoying your football there, in general terms? No, I really enjoy it. I don't, I don't know about the main man. Like, I thoroughly enjoy it down here. No, it's something a lot different, but it's something that ever since I've come here, you know, I've really been enjoying just being back in, in like big games and that. You know, just something that I do. Obviously, look forward to. Yeah, and when you first when you moved there, you know. How much of us are a factor going there that that's a club that's well known for, you know, bringing through youth players and having quite a young squad? Yeah, that's something, obviously, even when I spoke to the gaffer the first time, that's something that, I don't know, maybe it's because 
I don't think they pay as much as everybody else, but it's something that he feels that draws people towards playing for Motherwell. You know, he basically tells you if you do well, you'll either get sold or someone will be looking, you know, to take you off their hands. Yeah. It's something way that he sells the club, and I think he does that to most people, you know. Right. It's something that they're obviously become successful in doing, and it's something that, you know, when I was looking at it and he said that to me, I thought, do you know what? It's worth a shot. Right. Well, talking about youth, you played for Scotland under 16s, under 17s, uh, prior to breaking through into the Inverness first team. You were the youngest ever player for us. Uh, you made your debut at Hibs in 2011 until Danny Mackay beat that um, in 17. Scottish Cup winner, played in Europe. But uh, what we really want to know is uh, were you a supporter or were you down Merkinch Way when you were a kid? <laughs> No, I, I was down my country quite often when I was a kid. I'm not going to lie. Like, I think it was my grand that used to take me. Obviously, used to go watch my old man play down there. Aye. We used to travel about the Highland League. But obviously, just being from Inverness, I mean, once I started playing, you know, it was. I didn't really support any other team. So I would say I probably was a fan then. So the, the ferry must have been good preparation for Motherwell, eh? See plenty of sights down there on a Saturday. Don't worry about that. Um, right, so the summer of 2012, you signed your first professional contract with Cali and Teddy Butcher, I think, was a manager at the time. Um, he, was a bit, he was excited by the promise he was shown as a youngster. How did you find dealing with him as, as being your first big gaffer, first proper gaffer? There's another, that's probably another thing that toughens you up. You know, that was, that was definitely a, an eye-opener, you know, from, from maybe like youth football. I mean, we obviously, we had Charlie Christie, who was quite tough on, tough on young boys when we were coming through, but Butcher was a whole whole nother level. Any Butcher stories from young, younger days, Liam? Uh, there's, a few, there's a few good stories about Butcher. Like, <laughs> when he would come in after the, after the game and things wouldn't have even been that bad, but for some reason, I don't know whether he, was, he would play up to it or he liked people to know that he was an angry guy. He'd come <laughs> in and he'd just start breaking things and if they don't break, then he'll keep going till they break. <laughs> and then we used to have this room, the door in the changing room was like, a, you know, like one of them doors that swings, but it doesn't ever slam. <laughs> so he'd walk out of the room after being angry and he'd try and slam this door and it just wouldn't shut. Oh, but it was soft closing doors. Hear him. <laughs> that obviously made him a bit, a bit angry. So by the time he walks round to, round to his, uh, his meeting room, you just start punching the wall till you put a hole in the wall. And you go around on the, on the Monday and see this big massive hole in the wall and you just think, what is going on? <laughs> Brilliant. Crazy. Crazy. Can I give you a kind of indication of his plans for you when, when, when you signed the contract with the club? Did, did he kind no. of say like you were, you were going to be playing maybe just a few times off the bench or did he kind of see where he thought you might fit into the team? No, I don't really... He didn't really... Not that I can remember anyway. He never really... You know, it was one of them things where when you signed the contract, it was almost like if you were good enough, you just kept signing the contracts till till you obviously got into the first team. He never really took you aside and and told you this is what he had planned for you. You know, right. once you got a train with the first team, maybe just a case of maybe at that time they needed bodies to train and then maybe take it from there. So did you did you think when you signed, you know, I'm going to be the next Nick Ross. Me, Nick, was the gaffer's son. He loved him. 
Fair Butcher. Butcher loved Nick, apparently, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, there were a lot of signings made by Terry Butcher uh, when you know he was putting together his team. A lot of players coming up from England. Did you think about that in terms of this is a really good thing for me in terms of gaining experience from lots of different guys that played in different leagues? Or did you think, fuck me, I'm never going to get a game? No, there was obviously some of the ones that he took in were a right good success. But I remember he used to... There was obviously them ones, but there was things that he used to do strange. I mean, how he got Andrew Shinney was another one. He used to he used to throw these big, massive trial games, and he would fly in about fifty people from like London, all over the place, and they all used to just come, and you would see people just swarming around the stadium, and they would just play this one big, massive game of just random people. And that, I remember seeing Andrew Shinney was playing in one of the teams. And I used to think, he's brilliant. He was brilliant. What is he doing playing in this game? And everyone else in it, I don't think he signed another player from one of these games, apart from Shinney. I thought, I thought it agree. I mean, maybe got Andrew up. No, was that, was that not the link he first? Might, he might have got him up, mm. but he played in this big, massive trial game. It's crazy, yeah. Boy, that, boy that class as well. Was there anyone, was there anyone playing, in a, playing in this massive game that you know, we would know, you know, a guy that went on to play for anybody you can mind? I, honestly, I don't think so. I, they were just the most random games you've ever seen. I think he did it twice, two summers, and you would, mm-hmm. he, would sit up at the, he would sit up at the top, you know, the boxes. Uh-huh. So he'd throw, I think it was one game a summer, and just all these people would flood in. Malpass would be the ref. <laughs> <laughs> As young boys would have to join in if they needed it, extra numbers, which they didn't because he had so many people coming to these games. Jeez. He obviously had a lot of other signings that he took up from England that were a massive success. A lot of shocking ones as well, though. Yeah, well, talk about, talk, <laughs> talking about some of those successes you've got, I think Tansy and Tudor Jones are two of the big initial ones playing in the sort of position that you were going to play in. Were those, were those big influences on you at all, those guys? Tans, yeah, I. I I'll never let him forget that. I used to clean his boots and he never paid me any boot money, though. I remember I used to watch him play and in training. I used brilliant player, you know. Mm-hmm. What's, turned, what's happened to him is obviously so unfortunate. Cause the, like the talent that he had, you know, the way he pinged the ball with his right foot was, was incredible. Like, and I used, to, I used to thoroughly enjoy, even just on a Saturday when we used to have to come and Come and watch, you know, watch him play. Was it? Um, do you think seeing what, what's happened to Greg, you know, with the with the injury, you know, relatively, you know, not that late into his career, he's had, he's had to stop quite quite short. Do you think that makes you think, you know, I really got to enjoy this as much as I can? No, definitely. When you see when you see things like that happening, you know, when I obviously when he went to Aberdeen, I thought he was just going to start flying, and with everything that happened to him. It's, just so unfortunate because he could have done like so well for Aberdeen, especially. I agree. So um, this, I think it was the season after that, thirteen fourteen. But I think you weren't getting too much game time at the start of that season. But you would obviously go on to um, be a get a number of appearances that season. Like, was there something that specifically clicked that you can remember? I mean, because were we top of the league? I can't remember. So I think we might have been at least well, at yeah. least near the top. I mean, obviously we've we've talked before in the pod about how Inverness are notoriously slow starters so to find ourselves in the position we were at least second I think in the league possibly even first was quite unusual so it must have been a great time to be around the club 
Was that not when Hughes came in 13, 14, wasn't it? I think that maybe they changed it. Yeah. Aye, did you get more game times under Hughes when he came in, Liam, or was, was that the sort of change that no, gave you more game time? I think that might have been, that's what I was trying to think of. What, who was the manager then? I think, did Butcher leave then? He left in December, didn't he? November, yeah. December. Yeah. So I think, I think when Hughes came in, I didn't, I don't think I played basically all year. All right. For, for the first, I think it might be the first season that he came in. From when he came in till maybe I don't know when, but for a long time I didn't play. Like I don't know, I don't know what it was. You know, there was even when I came in, I obviously played like right midfield, but centre midfield is somewhere that Inverness has always had a load of good players. Like we got, remember, we got we got Tansy back, didn't we? That was one yeah, of the first guys that came back with Hughes. Big mm-hmm. threat. Right. You know, just thinking like obviously it's what a hard position to get in because. Fortunately enough for Inverness, that was where they always seemed to be strong for a for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's probably what they built their teams around, you know, them players they had in the middle of the pitch. They were lucky enough to get them, and obviously they were massive players for them. So when, when Yogi comes in, did he not? Did you think this guy doesn't fancy me? For a while, I because he used for some reason I don't know. Like, I guess it's the way I am, but for every day he used to just walk around and tell me. Don't worry, son, the world's not going to end. <laughs> like, why do you keep saying that? <laughs> I don't know if he thought I was down or whatever, but what does he want me to do? He never, he never ever played me, and he just kept saying that to me every day, and I used to think, what is going on? What is wrong with this guy? Like, why does he... But then after that, I guess he sort of, I don't know, he sort of found somewhere for me to play while we still had good players playing in the middle of the pitch. He sort of, put me out wide, which is far from ideal for a man with no pace and no tricks. Liam, what did you think of uh, uh, Yogi's tactics? Because a lot of the boys have had him before, they rave about the way John plays football and stuff. Did you adapt it quickly? Because obviously Butcher did the direct sort of style of play. Did you find it hard at first? Or? Aye, that's that's something that I I really liked about him. You know, the training was was brilliant. It was a high, probably the highest standard while I was at Inverness. Is through his training, and I guess it was the way he wanted to play football, which was a nice change considering obviously Butcher wasn't, he wasn't really about that, you know what I mean? But I guess when people see the success of how his teams were playing and how well they were doing at the time, I guess the fans and that started to, started to obviously take to it, which would have been hard considering they've been watching Butcher and he'd been doing well. I think it's fans we were skeptical at first. I remember we said this to the, the boys in the last pod. We went to Birmingham for that pre-season trip, um, and that was the start of the, the turnaround season. But I, I thought we were going to get a horse this season. I think we lost three-one that day. Didn't we? I remember Gary Warren scored a goal, but I didn't um, buy into it. I didn't buy into it at all. But you could see the change in the way the, the team played, and also that season was a superb season after. That's, uh, um, that, that season. I think it was uh, March March twenty fourteen. You scored your first goal for the club. Um, I watched it. I watched it this morning. Uh, a long, long-range strike against Dundee United at Tanadice. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Don't Aye. worry. I don't. I don't forget about that one. That <laughs> about, uh, the, the first of many. I was thinking, would you have been hitting? Not pitches? the first of many, anyway. That's well, I don't know because you hit. Well, having, you? Looked, having looked at the highlights, you, I mean, there's that Perler screamer actually we watched against Hamilton. Remember that one? Aye, the three uh, where we were about to, we were about to throw it away. Aye, aye. Last minute goal, wasn't it? Yeah. 
was phenomenal. Yeah, I was. I think we were probably all in the stand that day. That was that was fantastic. Tansy scored a parallel free kick as well. You always see him score a Hamilton. Liam, you always did a bit of a knack of scoring away down there. I'm sure there's a few goals you scored against him. I was say I was more interested in the sort of sort of peaches you were hitting when you were playing down Milton pitches. Did you did you play Milton pitches as a kid or not? Nah, we were like that's the strange thing. Once you get to about, it's young, but you don't. They don't let you play for. I think it's once you finish primary school, they don't let you play anymore. Really? Right. Um, nah, so they don't let you play at Milton pitches. Like, I think I think Mark Richard said that before another podcast. I think he was doing maybe the street league, and I think he was mm-hmm. playing for both, but that was county result, obviously. But he was saying that they they sort of rein you really? young. No, nah, once once we not signed, but like once you start playing for. Like the youth teams at Cali, they didn't let you play for any street league or anything like that. So you never, never got to play at Milton pitches. Like you used to go watch just because people used to play. Even when I was at school, a lot of my mates we we all played for like the youth teams at Cali together. So it was, it was all right. Like there wasn't that many of them actually playing that. So we all sort of we didn't really mind because we were playing right together, training together like twice Aye. a week. Aye. And then we were playing together on a Sunday, so it was actually all right. What uh, what group was that? Would there be any names that we recognise? There's there's not many that still plays. Scotty Davidson, he still plays in Highland League. Aye, aye, good, good player. Yeah, he was actually on trial at Cali, wasn't he? A couple yeah. of summers ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, nah, apart from that, Ryan Christie, obviously he played. He played with us. Bang I average player, that boy. Yeah, where he end up? Whatever happened to him? What was the emergence of? Because um, <clears throat> we, well, we we talked about how in Hughes's kind of first full season unfortunately you didn't get as much game time as you had been getting uh, the season before what, what I assume presumably the emergence of Ryan Christie in the side obviously Greg Townsley coming back you know that kind of like limited your opportunities but was it still quite good to see a, a kind of a fellow youngster coming through at Inverness because it maybe showed you yeah that there's opportunities for me here and you know Hughes is known quite well in terms of bringing through young talent at the clubs he's managed yeah, definitely. I mean, when you, he literally just obviously under Butcher, he wasn't for some reason. He, I don't think he was really Butcher's sort of type of player, and then he burst obviously onto the scene with Hughes. And when you yeah. seen him, how well he was doing, it was obviously it would put a put a lot of excitement, you know, into the into the young dressing room, knowing that listen. He, if he can do it, you know, there's a good chance that other people will be given a shot. And yeah. I'm sure a lot of other ones actually did end up getting a getting an opportunity, you know. And then it was obviously he he took his to the to another level. When he was uh, when Christy was coming through, or, or when you were when you played with him in the reserves or youth teams of that, did you think right that this you know obviously he's the son of Charlie, but did you did you think he was definitely going to make it? Oh, I I mean I mean I. I mean, personally, yeah, I knew, I knew he was going to make it. Did at that time? Do you ever think anyone's like, obviously, from Inverness is going to go and do as well as he has done? Probably not, because you just you're young. You don't really think about things like that. But when you see him, even when you play against him this season, you see him playing for Scotland, and that you know, it all comes just comes natural to him. And he was just small and skinny back then, and then you stand next to him now, and he's. <laughs> Like he's developed so much and yeah, he's massive now. Yeah, massive, brilliant, brilliant player. He's also got a bit of dig about him. Has he ever uh, dug his dug his studs in your uh, 
in your toes at a corner or giving you a wee dig in the centre of the park where the ref's not looking? Nah, nah, nah. I don't, I don't really get that close to him, you know. He's sort of straight away, in case he embarrasses me. Um, so, obviously, Christy, he's played in the Scottish Cup final against Falkirk. Um, you were on the bench that day, um, once alongside Carlo's uh, best friend, Tormo Kink. Um, you were quite, I think you've been quoted as saying in the past it was a bit of a disappointment me not maybe getting on in that game. Did Yogi give you any indication um, whether you might have got on, or do you think if, if Carlo hadn't got sent off and we would have made it 3-1, you think you might have got on, got on the pitch? No. I don't, I, to be honest, I don't think I was ever, ever going to get on. And I, I think I felt like I sort I sort of knew that you know I was just I was just there and you're right I I have said and, and I probably I probably still say the same thing that it was one of them things where I don't maybe I was young but I don't really feel like maybe I appreciated it or sort of like enjoyed it the same way as if I would have played and I know that now even obviously getting back to the semi final the Scottish Cup last season although we didn't didn't do herself any justice I felt like just I felt better even in that situation knowing that I was going to play and I was going to be involved you know I was going to get a run about Hamden like like every young kid in Scotland probably wants to do it was just, it just felt a bit different and Nick Ross left after that game and I'm thinking you're still young at the time Liam but was there any sort of thoughts to do I move on at this time or do, do I plug away or no, there was, a, there was a lot of times where, I, obviously, even different times over the years where I thought that. But it was always, it was always difficult because even back then, the chairman was obviously, he was different to what he was now. And every time anything ever came up about it, he'd just say that, listen, it's going to cost a lot, a lot of money because they have that training compensation over you when you're a young kid till you're 24. And they always said, listen, we're going to, we're going to basically demand money, mm-hmm. and it was some. It was stupid amount of money, considering that I wouldn't be leaving to go to a, a better place if I'm not playing. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if I wasn't playing at Inverness, nobody's going to be paying money for someone who isn't playing. Was there any club sniffing around you at that time, or any any sort of approaches that you that you know? I can't, I can't remember back back then whether there was anything around. Maybe I wasn't even thinking about it after that final. Mm-hmm. But obviously, there's been times since then, but man, I would ever that I ended up going for. For Rick Donald, on the castle, Liverness men, Weechies hustle, Jenny Heaver, CCTV, BC's pizzas, Judas City, Farland Park, the library, Spectrum Centre, Moggy Story, Cali Thistle, the Golden Mile, BC Centre, Matalan. Uh, okay, so go to the Premier League, your first full season, 15 16, you're a, you're a first team regular. You only miss, I think, two league games all season. You play across all of midfield. Uh, Christy leaves for Celtic. You get more game time. So this is, this is your breakout season, really. You, um, you manage more appearances than any other year with Cali Thistle combined. Now, did you know you were going to feature more that season? And did you have to do anything different to prepare for it? Was that the second season with Yogi? Uh, that was yeah, the Astra season, European yeah. season. So you started second, out in Europe. The second full season. Oh, is that when we started out where we had the European game to start with? Yeah. Do you know what? I'm only, I remember that the European, we played the European games and and I, don't, I didn't play in either of them. I remember a big Wedderburn was playing in the middle of the pitch. Which <laughs> freezer that boy, yeah. Some <laughs> <unit>. <laughs> maybe at that time I might have thought, maybe this isn't for me. 
<laughs> no wonder. <laughs> and I, I, just, I don't think I, I don't even think I did anything really differently. I think he, maybe maybe before he thought I was desperate to play centre mid, and then he, I think he played me out right, but sort of like tucked in. And I think that's when I obviously when I started playing. I don't think I played much in much in the middle because we still had a strong middle of the pitch. You know, Big Drapes was obviously still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't mind if was Tan still there that season. I Tan was there. Obviously, that was your two in the middle of the pitch to start with. Anyway, mm-hmm. I think I just basically maybe just accepted that he was going to play me right midfield, whether or not they had anyone else to play out there. Maybe maybe that's what it was. It was either you or Danny, Danny Lopez. So, um, <laughs> Danny, that, I remember the uh, guy as well, but he was terrible. Ah. I'm, I'm, pretty sure he, uh, I'm pretty sure he played Weatherburn, like right or left, something's tucked in, like really, really tucked in. <laughs> so far, tucked in. I can see him. <laughs> there are a few suspect signings that season, though. Did you feel, did you still feel like it was a bit of a buzz around the club at the time? Because, you know, it's, it's something different, it was something new and exciting. No, definitely, definitely. Them Europe, that European game. I think it was it was pretty packed that night. Oh, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nah, that, was, that was a good experience because I remember we got beat one 0 didn't we? The boy scored that the one player yeah. that they had. Four no, games through it in though. We'll, we'll give the, it was a good goal, but the keeper threw it in. Who was in net? Fonners, Fon Williams. Was it? He he had he had just signed the day before apparently, and that was the story. He'd driven up from. I don't know, Wales somewhere, all the way up to Verness and then get threw in against Astra as his, his first game. He drove all that way and forgot his hands. <laughs> <laughs> yep. so, so we get one game in Europe and he throws, he throws one in. I remember a free kick, but I didn't realise he threw it in. Oh, jeez, I... Well, he, I did... He, he, but no, he did. I'm, I'm, I'm going to... Unless he, if, might, he's list, if he's listening, then... Yeah, you threw it in for Williams and you... <laughs> fucking dick. I might go have a look to see if I can see that video now that he's thrown that in. Exactly. Text him and tell him that. Um, let's uh, let's talk about a highlight of, of one of those of that season. Um, a game we just referred to a bit earlier was uh, the Hamilton game. We won four three. You've hit this absolute one of the. You're not going to hit a ball better than that, are you? Um, last minute run down behind the goals. Uh, horrendous weather, late goals. There was there was teammates fighting each other. I think. Have you ever have you ever fought with any teammates? You ever have you ever fought with any coaches? Or? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think so. I think a lot of people, a lot of people like to think that I have. I think <laughs> we would never get involved in something like that. <laughs> what about what about the screamer though? I mean, what was? I mean, that was a fantastic game. You're playing on that really dodgy, dodgy astro turf. Um, great feeling it hit that. Must have been. No, I remember that game. Was I think it was in either it was late in the winter because it was dark by the end of the game. I was. It was pitch black. December, I think. Mm-hmm. It was the, the rain, the wind, because we scored and then they'd equalised in extra time, mm-hmm. and then we scored again. And it was just that was a, some game. That that was that was probably one of my, it was one of my favourite games to play in. But there was probably barely anyone there watching it. Like, but uh, <laughs> given the weather, everything that was going on, you know, Hamilton don't really, well, they don't get anyone. <laughs> You can, you can say that being a well man now. I know. I'll give me a couple of brownie points. That. That's it. That's it. Yeah, start next season now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was some game. Some game. What about um, when someone scalped you? Do you mind when Yogi hit you in the dugout? Oh. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I think 
I've got a claim for that because <laughs> I can't, still can't hear out my ear from that. That was ridiculous. Remember, I remember saying to people for months after, there's a ringing noise in my ear. I can't even remember why he hit me. We scored. We scored. It was, uh, I, when... I know we scored, but yeah. I have no idea what, what made him hit me in the ear. <laughs> he guy. He's built like a tank. And I remember him whacking my ear and sitting there for about, about 10, 15 minutes after, thinking, no, nah, there's something not right in my ear. Did he, he apologise or say anything after the game? He'd never apologise for that. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, you getting scalped to you scalping someone else. Um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a photo. There's a photo from like I think the 1980s, and it's just you know don't mind the photo of the tennis player scratching her arse. You know she's got the scar. Oh, I was scared up, yeah. Right? Um, the Cali Thistle equivalent of that is a Highland Derby in Dingwall where you're standing there, standing like Conor McGregor. Bamming up the county fans and they're all giving you the finger and the wanker side and all that. Absolutely, <laughs> I don't know if you mind that. Um, do you remember that game? And do you remember was that was that a plan if you scored against County to go right up to them in the G end? No, there was there was no plan. To, but I remember that game. I, I enjoyed that, and I, I still like that photo now. That's probably probably my favourite. I'd say that's probably my favourite moment as an Inverness player for for some reason. Do you know what? Before that game, I don't even think. I disliked County, but after that, for some reason, <laughs> I just decided that that was what I was going to do. I think Big Drape scored after, and then he tried to half, half sort of copy me. But obviously, that didn't work out well for him, considering where he is now. <laughs> As an Indonesian, do you think you felt a will to, to beat County more than some of your teammates that are not from, not from Inverness, not from Scotland? Yeah, definitely. I mean, even even this season, for when I went there with, with Motherwell, you know, I was just something about it. I just was desperate to win. You know, I was going to take corners. They were trying to give me terrible abuse about. I don't even know what they were talking about. We were <laughs> near the bottom of the league. We were third in the league, and the boys trying to tell us we're shite in that. So it was something that you know, I definitely, I just loved beating them. I was going to ask you about the friendly derby tag, but there's no need to ask you about that. <laughs> so. Nah, it's not for me that. What's the crack, Mike? Right, so, 16 17 season, uh, we see Foran in charge. Uh, what was pre season like working under Richie Foran compared to Hughes in the last couple of seasons? Did he change very much? Um, I don't know. If he changed very much, he was always sort of obviously always had that leader leadership. I think he he set out his stall early doors to make sure that we knew he was no longer a teammate and he was the manager. Where, where did he have you? Where did he have you playing most of that season? I don't I don't remember. I prob- probably on the right again. That's probably why we got relegated. I think I, I think I did play the right actually because I used to give Big Brad a hard time. Big Brad McKay. He brought him in, played right back. So you could say that was the right-hand side that ended up getting us relegated, I think. Me and Big Brad. <laughs> Brad wanted to play centre-back. He got pushed to right back. So I don't think he appreciated it. Uh, just looking at some of the games from that season, um, uh, we've got a sole win against Rangers in February. There was an eight-game winless streak. And in the notes here, it says there's a mauling in Dingwall. Which saw you sent off uh, after a foul on Ryan Dow. So, um, was that? Uh, Aye. That? <laughs> well, that's probably the moment I thought 
what is he doing? Richie is, I thought, I think we came out and we were coming out for, we weren't playing well, but we were coming out for the second half. And I must have been playing right midfield. I've seen him run on behind me, you know, on the pitch before we were about to start the second half. So he had the whole, the, obviously, the half time to tell us stuff. I think he shouted in my ear, go, go play right back or go play right wing back. And I'm thinking in my head, is he serious? I've never, one thing that I cannot do is defend, tackle, anything like that. <laughs> I was looking at him thinking he's definitely shouting to someone else here. See, that, that season, Liam, I think for me was the, the turning point and I thought Richie's lost. It was the Hamilton away game. We signed Billy Mackay on the morning <laughs> and it was his first game back and we're all buzzing. Billy Mackay's back and we're going to turn it around and we got horsed. Three or four one. I think Dean Epps scored for us, that boy up front. I think we, we, we got horsed anyway. For the fans, I think that was the point where I thought we're, we're down. I don't know if you boys thought the same, but. No, because I, I remember changed. that in the morning. I remember that when he sang, because you think he turned up at the, at the hotel as well. And do you remember, everyone knew what he did before for the club. So you're thinking, right, basically it's on this guy's shoulders to dig us out of this. Because we, yeah. we had a good team, but we just literally we could not win a game. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he, I don't think he was registered to play, so I think it might have been Scott. Remember Scott Bowden? I think ah, he was mm-hmm. he was due to start, and I think we were, you know, we were out before before the game before we went and got changed, and he basically just went over to him and told him you're not playing because Billy's registered, he's playing. Mm-hmm. I think we might have thought right, he's going to dig us out of this. So we thought, mm-hmm. and I think once he's didn't start digging us out of it. Mm. There was big trouble, and Richie would come out, and he would—I think he was telling people f- for a long time that we were going to still make the top six. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that. Right. That was a famous sort of thing. Like quote, and we were struggling. We couldn't—we couldn't win any games. Because Richie's Richie probably the worst trait. Liam was maybe the stubbornness to change things and to well, adapt to some new tactics and some new techniques. I think towards the end of the season that when we were almost managed to somehow scrape ourselves out of it, he changed and he put fish up there, didn't he? Yeah. And he had a good run, that's right. Huh? And he had a decent run and he scored a few goals. So maybe it was stubbornness that decided that he wasn't going to play him in the first place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. True. But whether or not that would have made any difference. Like. Never know, mate, never know. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't a good season, that's for sure. Well, bear in mind, I think you've, you've proved yourself you're a Premier League player in those two seasons, but once Foden's gone and we've dropped down in division, it's there that you really kick on. Inverness, what the hell? How you doing, no barter sell? 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 For 17-18 season, foreign experiment over, Robo arrives, he re- rebuilds in the championship. You do become the main man at Cali Thistle. Um, you play almost every single minute in the league campaign. You rack up a phenomenal amount of assists. You've got the Challenge Cup success, sustained good run in the league, and you're heading towards the playoffs. Uh, did you enjoy that? No, I, I did enjoy that. You know, it was it was obviously a lot different. But I think at the start of the season of that season, we did done a lot better. But I think we we let ourselves down badly. I think to to start the season, I think we played a four four two, and it must have been. I think it was Robbo's. That was his go to formation. I'm pretty sure we played it for a good ten games, and we took a I think we took a leathering off Dunfermline at Dunfermline. That's right. Mm-hmm. And people, I think there was a big like Vags. I think had a 
he wasn't wasn't happy because of the quality that he had. Do you know what I mean? And I think after that, after about ten games, we switched formation. And I think we just became a, a much better team, a much like more round team. And we started to do all right. You know, we made a late run for the the playoffs. I think we were we were beating Dunfermline one 0 in the last game to get into the playoffs. Gave away a free kick, remember? <laughs> and I think it was Seedorf lost his man, and then we blew it because that would have. I think if we'd got into the playoffs that season, we'd had a right, right good go. Mm-hmm. I think see that that year for the fans. I think it it, it took a while to sign some players, didn't it? Because Robbo came in late, yeah. and then there was a change of the chairman. There's a lot of stuff happening behind the scenes. We're getting boys off YouTube. The big boy Susan up front. A lot of these boys were coming in, and oh, big Susan. Big Susan, what player he was, eh? Aye, shocking. That's what I'm saying. He's, this, he's the stiffest man I ever ever came across. I don't know where Robbo signed him from, but I don't actually remember. I think he was speaking. He took me in a meeting, obviously, on my own after we went down to the championship. I think maybe, I can't mind if I was going to leave or whatever was going to happen. And he said, don't worry, like, I'm going to sign this guy. I've got to pay him, pay him a good bit more money, like, but he's gonna he's gonna score us the goals and it's gonna take us up. And I remember he turned up the first day. I thought, is he serious? <laughs> this is the this is the guy that we are pinning our hopes on. <laughs> I don't know where he'd been. He came in. He had his gold chains on. So before he stuck his boots on, I thought this guy must be a bit of a player. <laughs> turned out to train and he was absolutely hopeless. <laughs> I think he started him a couple of games at the start. Oh. I was terrible. I don't know where that guy disappeared. Right? You say Robbo, Robbo took, you in, he took you in at the start of the season and spoke to you. Did he talk to you then and say, listen, I'm going to make, I'm going to basically play central, I'm going to sort of build this midfield around you and you're going to be the main man? No, because that's what I was saying. I think that for the first good few games, I think I might have actually been playing right in the field again. You were, you were out wide the first couple of games. Because Tansy <laughs> left the year before and I thought that with Tansy going when we get relegated, you'd be the man to basically take Tansy's place. Yeah, because at the start of that season, I think we had drapes for maybe a couple of games at the start of the season. So it was, yep. I don't even know if it was him and Bikes because Bikes came late because he was playing training was but playing Highland League at a couple of games. I think no, I've, 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 no, Vigers came out four and seven Vigers did not. I'm sure Vigers played in the Premier League year. He no, played the last I year. He did. He did. He, he played the Premier League year under uh, four and I'm sure. Well, uh, that must have been the season when he was training and he was playing Highland League. Maybe he was going to leave. So, obviously, we had them at the start, Drapes at the start as well. So, he would have been playing centre mid. Mm-hmm. And then I got put back outright. So, I was thinking, like, this is far from ideal. But, so, Rob will never said anything about that. I think maybe he realised after about, it might have been seven or eight games. But by that point, we, I don't think we'd won a game. We were near down the bottom. As if we were going to get relegated again. Yeah, I think we were like four points off the bottom. Yeah, you're thinking, surely not. This is we're playing in the games and sort of like you're noticing the standard you're playing against. I think we cannot be in the, near the bottom of this league. Mm-hmm. So what was the uh, what was the turning point then? I think, in my opinion, he might have he might think differently, right? But that's when he when he changed away from that four four two. I just felt like we were playing much better. It felt like everyone was more comfortable in the, in the games and. For some, we started winning games. Mm-hmm. And then obviously, once you start winning games, it becomes a, a lot easier. 
But I think people were getting uh, getting a bit nervous when we couldn't pick up any points at the start of the championship. Yeah, but once 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 you do, you, we go on a great run, uh, missing the playoffs, miss, just missing out in the playoff spot. You win the Challenge Cup against Dumbarton. I've heard some players refer to the Challenge Cup as the Jobby Cup. Um, obviously, it's it's still a bit. It's a big trophy for all the teams in the in the lower leagues. So, given that you obviously you didn't play in the Scottish Cup final, was it was it a big deal for you to get that cup one? No, I think. Do you know what it is? I think once you get to maybe the semi-finals and the finals, it becomes decent. I think the, some of the games you have to go through to get there are maybe not ideal. I think we were playing. I think we played at Brecon Stadium. But at Aberdeen reserves, yeah. Aberdeen, like under whatever they were, under 17s or something. They were, they were tiny. They were like kids. And I remember running about thinking like, maybe this is what's making it a little bit, a little bit of a strange cup when there's grown men. We had some, I think we might have Gaz. Gaz would have been about 30, mm. 31 years old playing against a 15-year-old. I'm sure that was called Donaldson's first game. I'm sure that's that, that we signed called just before that, and mm. also he turned out a decent defender. But at first, I thought, Jesus, who's this? And uh, <laughs> Adams' his first game. So I think I remember that actually. Yeah. So once it gets to the once it gets to the semi final and final, then mm. obviously people maybe start to enjoy it a bit more. Oh, definitely. So you end that season having this one league game. You get 25 assists in all competitions. You're quite clear that. That sort of hole behind the striker is your position. So you're really a, you're an important part to the team, a very important part to the team. So at that point, um, was there any discussion between yourself and the club about extending your contract beyond the season that you had left? Uh, no. I don't think anyone ever spoke to me or said anything to me. I mean, if I'm honest, I think that season, the first season that we had in the Championship, I think if we had kept drapes and maybe just just had a go like invested a, even just a wee bit for that season I think we'd had a right good chance I think that they've almost let themselves get down stuck down there by not just just have a go even if it pays if it costs you a wee bit of money I know it's not ideal but if it costs you a wee bit of money in the long run that was the, the main chance in my opinion that we had to get back to the to the SPL, you have a goal, like not like the county did, because they've obviously got a lot more resources. But I think it would only take in to keep maybe drapes, maybe a one or two more. And that, mm. I honestly feel that we would have went went straight back up that first season, and then obviously everything would be a lot a lot different. You got no solo rubber bumpers. You got no solo rubber bumpers. No solo rubber bumpers. Right, so we'll move on to your last season with the club, 1819. Um, we lost out to United in the playoffs. Um, Scottish Cup semi at Hamden. Again, a lot of assists for you, but we didn't get near counting in the league, although we played particularly well. Um, does anything stand out in that season for you, being your last, it'd be the last one with the club? And it stands out. Do you know what? That, that last game that when I got sent off against Dundee United, sure, that right. That annoys me, even even still to this day. I, I remember I seen that, Nick, I think it was Nick Walsh or something. I seen him walking around the fort and I was just angry at the guy. Even even recently I seen him. <laughs> I seen him come out of like DW and I just thought, like, 
I'd probably like to have a go at you. <laughs> just when I just when I seen him, I got I got angry. I was with, I was with my missus and my little little one, but I was looking at him, just thinking like he makes me angry. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like I got robbed. Like yeah. I, it was never it was never a never a red card. No, I agree. And then I was sitting at home, obviously. The sec while the second leg was going on, it was just torture to watch. Yeah. So people people might have thought that over the years that I, I didn't care or I might have looked like I didn't care. But when I was sitting at home and I was watching that second leg, it, it was it was tough to watch. Like I did not enjoy one bit of it because I felt like I wanted to be out there, you know, helping because it wasn't that was not a Dundee United team that blew us away or did anything yeah. special and then mm-hmm. they obviously got to the final and it was a shocking final against St Mirren. I think if I think if anybody did think, you know, that you had an attitude like you didn't care or you'd been lethargic, I think everything that you've been saying to us over the past wee while just now will completely change your opinion if anyone is of that opinion. But I'm gonna ask a question that, that needs to be addressed because it isn't acceptable. And if we didn't raise it then we wouldn't be doing due diligence to this pod, to yourself or any of the fans. In the second week game of the season that year, you've missed a penalty against Air United and a small section of the home crowd have made some comments about your family, which prompted you to call them out on social media. Um, you know, you said this kind of stuff bothers your, your family and your friends more than yourself, but, you know, what was your reaction? What was your reaction to that, Liam? No, that, I'm not going to lie. Like, it did, it hurt because, do you know what, it, it probably hurt me more because I'd, I'd see people come and they'd maybe be from other places, they'd be from down south, you know, they'd stay for a year. And people would treat them like, like, I don't know, like not like kings, but they would love them. And, they, and I would just look around and I would think, do you know what, I don't, I don't see why. Why, like, why pick on, almost pick on me when mm-hmm. there was, was no need for it to happen. It was, it was given what I'd maybe done already to prove the season before, and now this happens, you know, it was something that maybe I, it would annoy me more. Maybe looking back on it now, it annoys me more that, like like I said, when you see people come, people come and go, but obviously they're treated a lot better than maybe I was treated while I was there. I think, I think Liam, all those, all, those, all those guys that were giving you abuse, mate, they'd have you back in their team in a heartbeat, mate. So, um, yeah, and anyone that was giving yeah. you abuse can, uh, can do one, in my opinion. Surely, Riley, you would have taken care of any of them giving them abuse already, haven't you? I'm getting a bit fat these days now, mate. If I, if I could caught them, I'd give, I'd give them a little hiding feeling. Oh, but I, 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 pull, I, pull, I pull a hamstring and get out of bed in the morning, so um, <laughs> that's me catching them these days. Your, your contract was up anyway at the end of that season, but do you, was that a factor in you moving? Uh, prob- no, probably not, if I'm, if I'm honest. Like, that would, it would, if I wanted to stay, I wouldn't have let something like that force like forced me out of the club sort of thing. I wouldn't I wouldn't have taken it to that extremes. I think it more it offended offended me, it offended people close to me, sort of like thinking what or why. It's just irrelevant, you know, it's, you want to talk about things like that, it's just it's just stupid. Right. So I wouldn't I wouldn't have let wouldn't I let it get get to me and sort of like push me out of the club if I if I was gonna stay, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, did they, they spur you on, though? Did, 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 they, did they sort of abuse and maybe some of the, the wordings maybe say to you, look, like, listen, I'm going to get right up these little fuckers and, oh, and right, ram right, down right, throats? Once you actually think about it in your head, you think, oh, fuck you then. Like, mm-hmm. let's, let's see what, 
see what we can actually do. No, exactly. So the week after, I think we're away at air and you're at the end of a counter-attacking move, uh, East End Park, and then all away supporters are chanting your name. Was it nice to get that reaction after the events of the previous weekend? No, definitely. I mean, I've got a lot. I've got a lot of respect for away fans, even from Inverness in general. You know, I've got I've got a lot of time for what they do on a Saturday. You know, even given the fact that I'm down here now, I know how long it takes to to travel that road, the money that it costs, the price that people have to pay even to get into football. You know, I've got a lot of a lot of time, a lot of respect for what they what they do and how much they enjoy it and the backing that they give they give the boys, you know, when they're down there. I mean I've got nothing but respect, you know, and that was something that was that was nice, you know. Um yeah, obviously we mentioned um Ross County and the resources they had. Um they invested heavily to <clears throat> go back up at the first kind of asking after they got relegated. So saw a few familiar faces back at Cali Stadium that season, Draper, Vigers, Mackay. Having played with them for quite a number of seasons in, in some cases was it quite strange to be, you know, kind of facing them on the opposite side and be attempted, or did you in fact leave the studs in on a few occasions uh, when you went in for a wee challenge on them? No, it was strange. The only one who ever left studs in was Big Drapes. Every time I would, I would come home and I would be annoyed about it. I would do some big scratches and cuts. I think you ripped a brand new pair of boots I had on that first night as well. Right down the middle of them, I thought. What is going on here? I think it was about five minutes in. I looked down and I had this big rip right through the middle of my boots from the big man. But obviously, it's strange to see them, you know, maybe not so much flags, but the other two, you know, in, in the Ross County shirts. But I guess when you're maybe living up there and there's, they don't really want to leave that area, there's, there's not really anywhere else for them to go. And given that they're not really given that the other two aren't from Inverness, <coughs> maybe they don't have any allegiances, sort of, and they don't really see it as a big deal. Yeah. I was going to ask, uh, I've got a question here, so I was going to ask, what's, uh, when you look back on your time at Inverness, playing for the football club, uh, what's going to rank as your biggest, what's going to stand out as your favourite moment? But you've already, you've already answered that with the, the goal at the jail end, so. Ah, def- definitely. You know, I, I think it's just one of them things, you know, where even how someone's managed to get the picture of what it is, it's something that will stick with you and you'll be able to, you know, look at it years from now and it's something that will still, still make me smile, you know. Uh, so have, you, uh, have you been practising that Conor McGregor stride for your goals? goals I, don't even know, I don't even know where that came from. I probably just the way I look anyway. <laughs> Walking like John Wayne there. <laughs> <laughs> see, we'll finish off with a wee bit about Cali, but we'll move on to Motherwell for a little bit just now. Um, Sav, you've got some questions? Given that you were kind of arguably the main man, or at least one of the main men at um, Inverness, was it quite strange to go from that to a team where you may not necessarily have been guaranteed a place in the starting eleven? You would actually have to, you know, almost like start again and fight for your place uh, in the in the uh, starting squad. Uh, aye, that, that was probably one thing that maybe even when I was sort of coming down, I, I don't know. I don't even know if Motherwell fully expected me. I don't know if they thought I was going to be not as good, but like I would play every week like I did. You know, they, were signed, they signed another boy who was a Danish international, and I think maybe they thought that 
he was going to be the main man to go in the middle of the pitch and that. So I guess coming down there, there was always that bit of doubt in my head that, oh, well, I'm traipsing a long way, will I actually play? Yeah. But I definitely had in my head and believed in my head that I don't see why why I can't play and why I wouldn't be good enough to to fit in, you know? Yeah. But whether they were fully convinced that I was going to going to be good enough to play, I don't know, it's something that they would obviously have to answer. Yeah. Well, it doesn't seem like you've um, struggled to kind of get back up to speed in the top flight. Your assists are still ridiculously high, uh, even though you're kind of playing a slightly different position at Motherwell uh, from what I'm led to believe. And obviously, Inverness, you, you know, you had a couple of uh, forays on the right wing, which weren't really that great, but you were largely kind of playing in the number 10 uh, position behind the striker, but Motherwell um, led to believe that you play more kind of a little bit deeper, more of a kind of a six or a eight rather than a ten behind the striker. How, how have you found this, and have you had to you know adapt your game in any way to suit this new position? Yeah, I play more like we play with like a sitting midfielder, and then two ahead of two ahead of them. The one probably the main thing is hard work. You know, we've obviously got a sports scientist down here and unlike Inverness they stick a GPS on your on your back before you go out every game so they're recording how much you, you run and the levels that obviously of hard work that we get through in each game especially the three in the middle is ridiculous you know we're hitting like 12 kilometers sometimes over 12 kilometers a game which you know, you see, I've seen on the telly they were raving about Ozil doing 11. So we were, there was games where we were hitting like 12, 12 and a half. So it's something that they keep a track on. And yeah. that's probably the main, the main thing that I noticed straight away is how hard he was going to make, make us work, let alone touch a football. He was going to demand that this is the way that we play. So either you get with it or you're not going to play. Yeah. How do you how do you get on with the Motherwell fans? I know they've got that young team that sit sit in a particular section of the stand. They're pretty loud and vociferous. Uh, it's it's a good it's a good section that you know they, they get a, a great backing you know for considering where they are you know it's be quite easy for a lot of people just to support Celtic and Rangers. No, if you're playing them, yeah. The backing they get you know from that section and, and pretty much the whole even away away from home is. It's brilliant. I seen. Uh, I think it was the other day. I seen when they were doing their season tickets. I think under 15s are only twenty pound for the whole season. Which makes a massive difference. You know, it's, it's going to get a lot of numbers in the door, getting young young fans involved, and that's something that I definitely think Cali should maybe try and like reach towards. It's, you've got to find some way of you know bringing them in. No, in the future. Charge, yep. That's what I mean, if you're only charging them twenty pounds for the whole season at home, they're going to want to come and they're going to want to enjoy themselves. Now, hopefully, we can do that as well. Like that'd be that'd be something. Something that they definitely need to look at. Um, no, after you signed from Motherwell, you'd said uh, you were spending a lot more time in the gym, and this wasn't really something you had done before. You know, why was that? Was that just something that was never asked you, Inverness, or is this something that Robinson encouraged you to do, or is this just something you want to do yourself? Do you know, I think maybe at Inverness. It sounds bad, but it was we didn't have it. At a, we were at the stadium, and then obviously you traipse to up to DW, and then go into the gym there. And when you're at home, 
you know, living at home. I would go home and my missus would need to go to work. So it's maybe just something that, I don't know, it sounds bad, but I just didn't, didn't do. And maybe I got in a habit of, oh, well, why do I need to do this? You know, I'm playing. I'm playing every week. Is it really going to make a difference? But when I got down there, the first few days, I, I was looking about, and I never had I never had any muscle in my body. And I'm looking about this changing room <laughs> and thinking, what are these people thinking of me? <laughs> Luckily enough, after about a week or two, we started to get the balls out and people thought, sure, and I was all right. Like, people must have been all right. And he's actually not bad. But before that, I must have been, they must have been thinking, like, what is this guy doing here? <laughs> so I just decided, I just decided, you know, if I'm going to, they've obviously signed a lot of players. You know what, if I'm going to make sure that I play, make sure it's worth traipsing everyone down here for, I'll get in there early in the morning and I'll just start doing something. And I started to feel just 10 times better for doing it. And then eventually it just it helped them up in the all-round game pretty much. Right. Nice. Well, we'll move on to, I suppose it's mailbag now, isn't it? So, Liam, we've got some questions from some Cali fans. Um, Louis Lockhart asks, you've sort of answered this a little bit anyway, mate, so make it quick, but how much of a step up was there from ICT and Motherwell in terms of training and also field activities? So you've mentioned sort of the GPS uh, tracking. In terms of the professionalism, do you, do you see a big change in Motherwell in terms of how to look after you, maybe diet plans, etc., stuff like that? No, there is. A, I, I would say that's mainly down to, obviously, a the fact that they've got a sports scientist, they put a, obviously a lot of money into that and he sort of keeps a track on what people are doing and how he's going to get the most out of what he's got, basically. Cool. I would say that's probably probably the main thing. Right, and we've got one from, I think he's probably languishing somewhere in deepest, darkest Texas, but a young upstart midfielder called Nick Ross asks, um, are you still mates mm-hmm. with Teddy Butcher? I told you earlier, Nick is was Butcher's son. I'm surprised he hasn't been following him out. Probably jealous. Did you Nick speak to Terry probably, recently and he's maybe jealous that you're speaking, speaking to his dad? Yeah, man. Nick's like tea bag, isn't he? He'd be holding <laughs> on to his pocket. Nick would be <laughs> holding on to Butcher's pocket. <laughs> I'll see what Nick says back to that. Uh, Ross McDonald asked, um, what player or coach has had the most influence in your career so far? It's all the way back from your younger days to now. What coach? Mm-hmm. Or, or, or player, or, or player, or player. Coach, I would have probably gone for Hughes. Just okay. he was probably the first one who introduced like the way that I like to play football, you know, on the ground and that. So I would go for him. Player. I don't know if it's influence. Maybe just from watching him play. Even just playing alongside like Tans or Vags, just the way that they sort of bring out the best in people. And then, mm-hmm. obviously, they had to balance it off with big drapes, you know. So mm-hmm. effective in what they did. Inverness, what the hell? How you doing? No water cell for shitty weather, drugs and pissness. Inverness is a fucking business. Right, OK, you played uh, You played number seven uh, in your in the days when you are a big player at Cali Thistle. So this is a quick-fire seven for you, all right? Let's go, quickly. First thing that comes to your mind, number one. Best player played with at Inverness? Tigers. Number two, best player played with in your career? McBurney. Three, toughest player you've ever played against? 
Wanyama. Four, the most underrated player you ever played with at Inverness. Warren. Five, your best ICT goal. I think we've covered it already, but what should be your definitely... Pardon? County away. That's a given. Uh, six, this is not so quick fire, but... So you're leading a counter-attack uh, and you look up to play one of your classic through balls to, to the striker. What Cali Thistle striker that you've played with would you want to see ahead of you and why? Susan. <laughs> <laughs> it would have to be Billy in his, when he was flying. You, know, you put it through, he's not missing. Uh, and finally, Harry Gowser, Greggs. Harry Gowser, every Boom. day. Yes. Yeah. Ram uh, Right, uh, that's us. Let's, you know, to finish off, let's cast your mind forward. Five or how old are you now? Twenty-five. Twenty-five. So let's cast our cast our mind forward. Maybe about seven years. So you're thirty-two. You played in the English Championship. Maybe you've played in the Premier League. You've been you've been in some Scotland squads. Maybe you got a cap or two. But the call of home is too strong. You know, you want to set, settle down your family and your roots. The manager, Carl Tremarco, he's looking for someone to fill that, uh, <laughs> that, that, uh, that Polworth-shaped hole that we've had the best part of a decade. So who better than Liam Polworth himself to come back? You've got Johnny Hayes playing on the wing. You've got Graham Shinney. We've got Graham Shinney at centre midfield. Uh, but Ross County offer you more money. What do you do? Oh, I turn them down every day. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> Plus, Johnny will have a wheelchair, but anyway, <laughs> it looks like Benjamin Button anyway, so all right. Uh, right exactly. um, that's th- thanks, Liam. Uh, that's that's all from us and Polly. Liam, if you've got a message for the Cali Thistle fans, just to finish us off, you know what would it be? No, I hope. That, obviously, I hope they get back up to the SPL when it's, when football can start again, and be more than delighted to see them there. Get a game back up at Inverness. No, if, they do. And uh, if we've got a we've got a game when the season finally starts and fans can go to games again, and uh, maybe you've got a week off that week, you'll be going to the away game with the boys, going to Cali Thistle End, die. Absolutely. Absolutely. The money, the money, the money leaves making. He can buy the rounds. Huh? Spend it, it all wash bags. Exactly. I just keep all the money in it. <laughs> 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 right, uh, all the best for Motherwell. Um, genuinely, they're a really good club, um, a good yardstick for where Cali Thistle could hopefully be uh, sometime in the future. Um, we'll be back in the coming lockdown weeks with another pod with another couple of Cali Thistle legends. Plus, we'll have a season review and preview pods coming up when the SPFL finally gets its house in order. Um, we're all off to practice our notorious Polly Swagger. Uh, so, it's goodbye from Stephen Riley. Bye, guys. Goodbye from Sub. Yeah. And goodbye from Polly. See you later. Take care of yourselves and bye for now. Yep, yep.